And hello, everybody. I'm Bob Keezer. This is the Son of Man Urantia Project. Today's episode is chapter 33, Last Days at Capernaum. That Saturday night, April 30th, as Jesus was working to cheer up his crew, a meeting was also taking place in Tiberias between the Sanhedrin and Herod Antipas. They wanted him to arrest Jesus. But while they did their best to try and convince Herod that Jesus was stirring up the people so they would rebel against him, he refused to see Jesus as a political problem. While Herod's advisors had told him that the people did try to make Jesus king, they also told him that he had refused. In Herod's official family was a man named Cusa, whose wife was a member of the woman's corps that was helping the sick along with Jesus. He had told Herod that Jesus had no intention of meddling in man's affairs on earth, that he was only concerned with establishing a spiritual brotherhood, which he called the kingdom of heaven. Herod believed Cusa, and he refused to interfere with Jesus. Furthermore, Herod was one of those people who believed in nothing, but feared everything, and he had a superstitious fear of John the Baptist. He felt guilty for putting John to death, and he did not want to get caught up in all of this scheming around Jesus. He knew that Jesus had apparently healed many people, and he regarded him as either a prophet or some harmless religious fanatic. The Sanhedrin, in turn, threatened to tell Caesar that Herod was covering up for a traitor against the realm. So at that point in the meeting, Herod kicked them out of his palace. That's how matters stood for the following week, during which time Jesus prepared his followers for the coming breakup of their crew. A Week of Counsel During the week between May 1st and 7th, Jesus held a series of confidential talks with only the most tried and trusted of his followers. They were more or less in seclusion, meeting morning, noon, and night. At this point, there were only about a hundred disciples who were courageous enough to go up against the Pharisees and publicly declare their allegiance to Jesus. Other smaller groups of people never more than 50 at a time, who came to learn about the kingdom, would meet down on the beach and one of the apostles or evangelists would get with them. On Friday, the order came down from the Pharisees in Jerusalem that the synagogue at Capernaum was closed to Jesus and all of his followers. Jairus then resigned as Chazen, and openly supported Jesus. On Saturday afternoon, May 7th, Jesus held the last of the meetings on the beach, talking to less than 150 people. 
that evening marked the low point in Jesus' popularity. From this point on, a new following was built from the slow but steady influx of believers who were better grounded in their faith. And this resulted in a healthier and more dependable group of followers. The transition transition stage of melding Jesus' followers' materialistic ideas of the kingdom with his more idealistic and spiritual teachings was now completely over. From this point on, Jesus' preachings of the gospel emphasized the greater scope of its far-reaching spiritual implications. A week of rest. On Sunday, May 8th, A.D. 29, the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem ordered that all of the synagogues in Palestine were now closed to Jesus and his followers. Something like this had never happened before, and it was not in the Sanhedrin's authority to do it. Up to this point, each synagogue outside of Jerusalem had been independent under its own board of governors. The Sanhedrin only had jurisdiction over the ones in Jerusalem. When the Sanhedrin issued this order closing all of the synagogues to Jesus, five of their members resigned. The Sanhedrin sent out 100 messengers to enforce this new rule. Within only two weeks, every synagogue in Palestine, except the one in Hebron, whose leaders rejected the Sanhedrin's authority, obeyed the order and closed their doors to Jesus. The leaders of the Hebron synagogue were not disobeying Jerusalem because they were sympathetic to Jesus, but rather because they were overstepping their authority. A short time later, that synagogue burned down. That morning, Jesus urged urged everyone to go home or to visit friends and arrest their troubled souls for a week. He asked them to cheer up and encourage their families and told them to go to your favorite places to play or fish while you pray for the extension of the kingdom. Jesus went fishing with David Zebedee several times and he got to visit many of the families and groups along the beach. And even though Jesus went out by himself a lot, there were always two or three of David's most trusted messengers shadowing him. They had been given very specific orders by their boss about how to protect Jesus. During this time, no one did any public teaching. This week, Nathaniel and James Zebedee got sick, and for three days they had painful stomach aches. Salome, James' mother, was caring for them, and on the third night, Jesus sent her home to rest, and he took over looking after his two apostles. Of course, Jesus could have performed a miracle and healed them at once. But that was not how he or our Father help us to deal with our daily problems. 
Never once did Jesus ever use supernatural ways to benefit his family or his immediate followers. For Evolving Mortal Souls The experience of meeting obstacles is part of our training and growth to perfection. Our spiritualization requires the experience of solving a wide range of universe problems. Our animal nature keeps us from growing when life is easy. The stimulation we get from working through obstacles quickens or matures our mind and soul and helps us to reach higher levels of spiritual understanding. The second Tiberius Conference On May 16th, the Pharisees, Sanhedrin, and political leaders from Jerusalem met with Herod Antipas in Tiberias. The Jews reported that almost all of the synagogues in both Judea and Galilee were closed to Jesus and his followers. And once again, they tried to get Herod to arrest Jesus. Herod still would not agree to this. But on May 18th, he did consent to the Sanhedrin arresting Jesus on religious charges and taking him to Jerusalem for trial on the condition that the Roman ruler in Judea agreed to the plan. While all of this was going on, Jesus' enemies were spreading throughout Galilee and telling everyone that Herod was now against Jesus and that he was going to exterminate all of his followers. That Saturday night, May 21st, a message arrived from Jerusalem allowing Jesus to be arrested and tried for breaking the Jewish laws. Herod knew that Jesus would not receive a fair trial from his bitter enemies, but the Jews and the others kept pressuring him until eventually, right before midnight, Herod signed the authorization for the Sanhedrin to arrest Jesus and take him to Jerusalem for trial. Saturday night in Capernaum. In Capernaum that Saturday night, 50 leading citizens met in the synagogue to discuss what they should do with Jesus. This group debated until after midnight, but they never reached an agreement. While there were still a few people who believed that Jesus might be the Messiah, or at least a holy man or prophet, the rest were divided into four beliefs. One, that he was a misled but harmless religious fanatic. Two, that he was cunning and dangerous and might stir up rebellion. Three, that he was in league with devils, that he might even be the prince of devils. And four, that he was just crazy, mentally unbalanced. This group talked a lot about how Jesus' preaching upset the common people. His enemies believed his teachings were impractical, 
that society would fall apart if people tried to live as he taught. This belief has been carried on for many generations. Even in the more enlightened ages of the kingdom, many intelligent, well-meaning people maintained that modern civilization could not have been built on Jesus' teachings. And while they are partially right, they forget that a much better civilization could have been built, and someday will be. Other than half-hearted attempts to follow the doctrine of so-called Christianity, there has never been a serious, large-scale attempt by people to live according to Jesus' teachings. The Eventful Sunday Morning Sunday, May 22nd, was a busy day. Before dawn, one of David's messengers rushed in from Tiberias with the news that Herod was going to authorize the Sanhedrin to arrest Jesus and haul him to Jerusalem for trial. David Zebedee, when he heard this news, woke up his messengers and sent them out to tell everyone to come back there for an emergency meeting at 7 o'clock that morning. When Jude's sister-in-law, that's Jude as in Jesus' brother, heard the news, she took it on herself to let the family know about the meeting, of which Mary, Jude, Ruth, James, and Joseph could come. At the meeting, Jesus knowing that everyone was about to be split up as they all left Capernaum, gave everyone their final instructions for the time being. Jesus told them to look to God for guidance and to continue on with the kingdom's work regardless of the consequences. The evangelist, except for 12 that he selected to go with him, were on their own to do as they see fit or saw fit, until he called for them. The original twelve apostles were to stay with him no matter what happened. And the twelve women he told to stay at Zebedee and Peter's houses until he called for them. Jesus allowed David Zebedee to keep up his countrywide messenger service. When they parted, David told Jesus, Go do your work, Master. Don't let the bigots catch you. And never doubt that the messengers are following you. My men will never lose contact with you. And through them, you will know about other parts of the kingdom. And from them, we will all know about you. Nothing that might happen to me will interfere with this service because I have appointed first and second and even a third leader. I am not a teacher or a preacher, but it is in my heart to do this, and no one can stop me. After the meeting, about 7.30 in the morning, Jesus spoke his farewell words to about 100 believers who had gathered inside. 
It was a solemn occasion, but Jesus was cheerful and once more like his normal self. The seriousness of the last several weeks had lifted, and Jesus encouraged everyone, speaking of faith, hope, and courage. Jesus' family arrives. After Jesus had said goodbye to the people, it was now about 8 o'clock in the morning, the five members of Jesus' family showed up. The only one of Jesus' family that continually believed in Jesus' divinity with her whole heart was Ruth. Jude, James, and even Joseph still held a lot of faith in Jesus, but their pride got in the way of their better judgment and actual spiritual inclinations. Mary was in the same boat. She was torn between love and fear, motherly love and family pride. But even though Mary had her doubts about her son, she was never able to forget Gabriel's visit before Jesus was born. The Pharisees had been trying to convince her that Jesus was crazy, that he was not rational, and urged her to take her sons and convince him to stop his public preaching. They assured Mary that if Jesus would soon have a they assured Mary that Jesus would soon have a physical breakdown and that he would disgrace the entire family if he was allowed to go on preaching. Mary and the family had been gathered at her home, meeting with the Pharisees, the night before they got the word from Jude's sister-in-law. After that long talk that went well into the night, most of them were all more or less convinced that Jesus was, and had been, acting strangely. The only one not agreeing with all of this was Ruth, who, while she could not explain what Jesus was doing, reminded everyone that he had always treated his family fairly, and she refused to have anything to do with stopping him from completing his mission. On the way to Zebedee's house, Mary and the others, except, of course, Ruth, agreed on a plan to try and talk Jesus into coming home with them. Mary said, I know I could influence my son if he would only come home and listen to me. James and Jude had heard the rumors about the plan to arrest Jesus and take him to Jerusalem for trial. They were also afraid for their own safety. Jesus' family had just let everything drift along as long as Jesus was still popular with the people. But now that the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem and the people in Capernaum had turned against him, they were starting to feel disgraced and embarrassed by the position in which they found themselves. Mary and the others expected to be able to take Jesus aside and away from the people so that they could urge him to come home with them. They planned on assuring him that they would forgive and forget that he had neglected them if he would only quit being foolish and preaching a new religion that brought trouble and dishonor on the family. 
Ruth would have nothing to do with any of this, and all she would say was, I will tell my brother that I think he is a man of God, and that I hope he is willing to die before he would allow those wicked Pharisees to stop his preaching. So then, Joseph promised everyone he would keep Ruth quiet while the others worked on Jesus. When his family got to Zebedee's house, Jesus was in the middle of his farewell talk to the disciples. Mary and the others tried to get inside of the house, but it was too crowded with people. When they finally made it to the back porch, they had a message passed from person to person to Jesus to let him know that they were there and that they wanted to talk with him. When the message got to Simon Peter, he whispered to Jesus, Your mother and your brothers are outside, and they are very anxious to speak with you. Now Mary didn't realize how important this talk was that she was interrupting. And she was not aware that the authorities were going to show up at any moment to arrest Jesus. She really thought that after so long of a following out with the family and the fact that she and his brothers had actually shown the grace to come to him, that Jesus would immediately stop what he was doing and come to meet them. This was another one of those times when Jesus' family did not understand his duty to his father's business. So, Mary and the brothers were deeply hurt when Jesus did not rush over to meet them, and instead they heard his musical voice pick up, pick up volume, and they heard him say, Say to my mother and my brothers that they should have no fear for me. The Father who sent me into the world will not abandon me, neither will any harm come to my family. Tell them to be of good courage and to put their trust in the Father of the kingdom. But after all, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching forth his hands toward all of his disciples assembled in the room, he said, I have no mother. I have no brothers. Look at my mother and see my colleagues. Those who do the will of my Father in heaven are my mother, my brother, and my sister. When Mary heard these words, she collapsed in Jude's arms. They carried her out to the garden so she could recover while Jesus finished speaking to the disciples. When he had finished, Jesus was going out to talk. When he had finished, Jesus was going to go out and talk with his family. But just then, a messenger from Tiberias rushed in and told Andrew that the Sanhedrin would be there soon to arrest Jesus and take him to Jerusalem. 
Andrew forgot that David had posted 25 guards around the house so that no one could take them by surprise. So he asked Jesus what they should do. Jesus stood in silence. Mary, in the garden, was recovering from having heard Jesus say, I have no mother. Then a woman inside of the house stood up and loudly said, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and blessed are the breasts that nursed you. Then Jesus turned aside from Andrew for a moment, and he said to the woman, No, blessed is he who hears the word of God and dares to obey it. Mary and Jesus' brothers thought that Jesus had lost his interest in them and that he didn't understand them. But the reality was that it was them who didn't understand Jesus. Jesus well knew how difficult it is for men to break with their past. He knew how people are swayed by the preacher's eloquence and how their conscience consciousness responds to emotional appeal, just like their mind responds to logic and reason. But he also knew that it was a lot harder to persuade men to disown their past. Forever, it will be true that anyone who ends up feeling misunderstood or unappreciated will have in Jesus a sympathetic friend and an understanding advisor. Jesus had warned the apostles that a person's adversaries may come from their own family without realizing how close this prediction would be to his own life. Jesus didn't abandon his family to do God's work. They deserted him. Later, after Jesus had been killed and resurrected, and his brother James joined the early Christian church. James lived with immeasurable suffering for having failed to enjoy his earlier time with Jesus and the disciples. As Jesus navigated his way through all of these events, he decided to be guided by his limited human knowledge. He wanted to experience his times with the others as a mere man, he didn't interrupt his talk to greet his family because it had been such a long time since he had seen them. His plan had been to visit them afterwards, before they all left. But this could not happen because of the way events unfolded. Before Jesus could talk with his family, a group of David's messengers arrived at the back door of the house. In the midst of all the commotion that their arrival stirred up, the apostles got confused and thought that it was the agents of the Sanhedrin who had arrived. Fearing for Jesus, they quickly ushered him out of the front door and straight to the boat, waiting on the shore. This was why Jesus never made it to the back porch to visit with his family. But as he was getting into the boat, Jesus got with David Zebedee and asked him to go back and to Tell my mother and brothers that I appreciate their coming and that I intended to see them. 
warned them to not be mad at me, but to instead seek to know the will of God and to have the grace and courage to do that will. The Hasty Flight It was almost 8.30 that beautiful Sunday morning, May 26, A.D. 29, when Jesus, the twelve apostles, and twelve of the evangelists manned the oars and started pulling for the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee to escape the agents of the Sanhedrin from Bethsaida with orders from Herod Antipas to arrest Jesus and take him to Jerusalem for breaking the Jewish laws. Following Jesus and his crew was a smaller boat with six of David's messengers. Their mission was to stay in contact with Jesus and to send regular reports about his safety and whereabouts back to David's house in Bethsaida, which had been serving as their headquarters for some time. But Jesus never again made his home at Zebedee's house. From this point on, Jesus truly had nowhere to rest. Never again did he have even the semblance of a home. They made sure shore near Caressa, stowed the boats with some friends, and began the last eventful year of Jesus' wandering around the land. For a while, they stayed in Philip's domains. Then they moved up to Caesarea Philippi, and from there they made their way to the Phoenician coast. As the crowd at Zebedee's house lingered around watching the two boats fade out of sight on their way to the eastern shore, they were interrupted by the agents from Jerusalem who started searching for Jesus. They would not believe that he had escaped, and they spent most of the next week looking for him around Capernaum while Jesus and the others made their nor- way north through Batania. Batania. Jesus' family returned home to Capernaum and spent almost all of the next week talking, debating, and praying. They were anxious and confused. They enjoyed no peace until Thursday afternoon when Ruth, after having visited the Zebedees, came home and told them that Jesus was safe, healthy, and making his way toward the Phoenician coast. Okay, everyone, that's it for chapter 33. Next up in a few days is chapter 34, Fleeing Through Northern Galilee. Defend your liberty, protect your kids and everybody else's. Get out there and find some way to serve man, or nothing more or less than the sake of God. Bobby Keezer, out here.